Hello and welcome to the next edition of an interview with podcast series from the Social Investment Business. I'm Charlie and I'm here with Nick and today we're talking to Rodney Schwartz, CEO of Clearly So. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi Rodney. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about Clearly So and what it aims to achieve? Sure. So Clearly So is a social business. It began in March 2009 and its main purpose was to help social entrepreneurs to be successful. Um, we started with just an information site with information on about 50 to 60 social businesses and enterprises, or SBEs as we call them. And now we have over 2,000 from 40 countries around the world. I mean, if you think about it, the mainstream economy has a whole infrastructure which is there to help it. Uh, and you know, there are investment bankers and accountants and lawyers and a whole series of people who are there to help these companies move along. And we just recognize that that sector was, by and large, absent in the social enterprise and investment area. We just thought there were some efficient ways to uh, fill that. So all we're trying to do is help social entrepreneurs to be successful and build a sustainable business in the meantime. And how do you think the finance sector can be encouraged to support social investment? Well, the easiest way to encourage the finance sector is to make it in its interest to do so. And the best way to get the financial structure, uh, sector engaged in anything is to create win-win. Certainly uh, for banks that are getting whipped regularly in the press, some positive engagement with social enterprise has to be in their favor. Uh, loans to the sector, to a sector that's growing, is something that's in their interest because they're coming under a lot of pressure to lend more money. I think uh, for the investment sector as well, there are win-wins. Um, so these products appeal to a different class of customer. Uh, SLI products are growing much faster, so people are interested in them. And also they're stickier. And what I mean by that is for a lot of products in the financial sector, people buy them one day and sell them the next, and, and firms don't earn the level of fees that they would if people just stuck with them for the long term. We find that responsible products are stickier. What concerns do you have for the sector given the current economic climate? Well, I mean, some of that depends on what your view of the economic climate is. And it's not so much a concern, so I think, I think some, many social enterprises will close as a result of not so much the current economic climate, because the impact of that has already been felt, but the massive budget cuts to come, which are going to be felt. You know, some capacity will be lost as a result of that. So I, I worry about that, you know, some of the really good capacity that's been developed that will uh, have to close. On the other hand, I mean, there are elements of the government's big society program that I actually think are um, positive, uh, like uh, decentralization of decision making, like trying to get local people uh, to get more involved trying to um, actually bring about organic sort of bottoms-up developments as opposed to what's happened thus far, which has been a lot of top-down developments. You know, we can have a long debate about um, whether those budget cuts have been done in the right way or have been done in a fair way. Uh, I don't think you can really argue about whether or not they were necessary, because I think that there isn't any doubt to me uh, that we as a nation were living beyond our means and that many of the nations in the West were living beyond their means. So that cuts were necessary, I think, is indisputable. 
how they went forward, I think, is subject to debate, and also how fairly the cuts have been distributed is subject to debate. The problem is we have this big society program announced more or less at the same time as the cuts, that people just see it as a uh, fig leaf for the cuts. I don't think that's the case. I think it's rather the other way around. I think the real agenda is to fundamentally change the nature and the size of the state. And, um, and that's, I think, beginning to be perceived. Uh, the cuts were inevitable. The big society program wasn't inevitable, but the juxtaposition of the two in time means that we're going to have a dramatically different state. And I actually think that that would be good for the social enterprise sector as a whole. I have some concerns for some social enterprises and for the sector, but by and large I'm very positive about the role the sector can play in the environment going forward. And where do you see social investment moving um, or changing in the short to medium term? I think it will just grow. We have talked a lot about it, but the reality is that there's been very little investment. One thing will happen is that we'll move from the debating chamber to actually making things happen. Um, you know, we've talked about social impact bonds for a decade. And we have one bond, and it was five million pounds. Well, we've got to do better over the next ten years. Um, you know, we've talked about social investment, but the amount that takes place is a trickle. So, what we want to try to do more than anything else is to turn something that is microscopic into something that's small. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but the growth rate of going from microscopic to small is very high. So, I think the biggest change to answer your question is. I don't think it will change that much in terms of what's out there, but we'll just be having a lot more of it. So um, the, the pipelines through which this happened will turn from straws into pipes, and from pipes into big pipes, and that will be good. And the intermediaries that are involved will change from you know, one man or woman bands to be having five or 10 or 20 people because there'll be a lot of flow. So I think that will be the biggest difference over the short and the medium term. I mean, we've always focused on the entrepreneurs. There are lots of people focused on the investors. And we think the imbalance, such as it exists right now, is that there are a few backable social entrepreneurs. There are not enough successful stories. So we want to try to create some big successes, some just givens some ethical property companies, some HCQs, Cafe Directs, uh, you know, get many, many, many more of those, and that would be the best way to bring more capital into the sector. So I think it'll, it'll be bigger, and I think we'll have some more household names. So we come to, now we've come to the quick fire question round. Right. We're going to ask you a series of questions, and you just say the first thing. And I'll have to head. answer quickly. None of this thoughtful stuff. Quickly no, is good. Limited to one right. word. Online or face-to-face? Face-to-face. Bus or taxi? Walking. <laughs> Charity or business? Business. Soup or sandwich? Sandwich. Early bird or night owl? Neither. Digestive or hobnob? Hobnob. Speed date or blind date? Blind date. There we go. Uh, and that concludes an interview with Rodney Schwartz. Thank you for speaking to us today. Thank you. Don't forget to check out our website, www.thesocialinvestmentbusiness.org forward slash an interview with and our Twitter feed at The Social Invest 
for the next instalment of this podcast series. And you can learn more about, about Clearly So at www.clearlyso.com or follow them on Twitter at Clearly So. Thank you. Thank you.